Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Welcome to the post-game podcast. No Jerry Recco today. No Eddie Scazzeri today. So I've got Mike Flegelman. Flegelman with me today good morning oh good morning Al so I wanted to have you uh, on the podcast because uh, you're going through the uh, home buying process right now and I was curious because this is a a topic that's kind of uh, big around uh, certainly this area um, probably more so than the rest of the country but also around the country which is uh, people go well how do uh, how do young people buy homes how do you get your first house and in particular, this time that we're in now where housing prices are super high and the mortgage rates are high. So what the hell are you doing to buy in a house right now in 2023? Uh, hopefully investing in something that will have value in the future, getting out of a one-bedroom apartment so to actually have some space is something we are looking forward to. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to be in the house and so excited for this process to be done because I am done with it. So when you were thinking about this process, did you go, hmm, well, uh, this is seems like a rough time to buy? Or did you, like, what What made you decide to go through with it? Because I'd be in a, you know, I'm always like, any time I would make a move, I like overanalyze everything. And I think this is a situation which you can overanalyze and not make any moves. <clears throat> I can tell you that I have heard financial people say, when is the right time to buy a house? Always. Right. So always, no matter what the situation is. But with those two things, home prices being high because of the scarcity and the mortgage rates being high, why did you pull the trigger? Well, one, because I asked people and they said the right time to buy, if you can buy, 
if you're lucky and we were fortunate to be able to buy, yeah. then the answer is whenever you can. And we did start last year, but we had been advised, like, wait a couple months, things might get a little bit better. And they did. We got luck. Not, you know, so much better where things were pre-COVID or anything like that, but much better than maybe a year and a half ago. So the rates are bad. They're not as bad as if we were buying probably like a year ago this time when we really, because we got married July of last year and we're ready to get out of this apartment right away. Uh, we waited for a while and it took us a while to find something. We put on offers on houses closer to where we are now, didn't get them, then kind of branched out the search a couple miles and got lucky with one that for the money, like in the price range we were looking at and the amount of space and just the kind of offers we were just getting beat on consistently for this one to not have somebody come in over the top until it was too late. Thankfully, the seller decided to stick with us when better offers came in afterwards. Um, We feel like we got really lucky with this house. And this is in New Jersey. This is in Sayreville, New Jersey. Right now, we're in the Woodbridge area. I work here in the city. My wife works at Princeton. We picked it just because it was halfway, fell in love with the area, kept looking there, couldn't get lucky with anything there. So now we're a little bit further south and east. That's in the Bon Jovi country, Sayreville, New Jersey. Yeah, that area. it's like another uh, Middlesex County. It's right, you know, every, well, I guess this applies to a lot in New Jersey, but five minutes off the parkway. Yeah, that whole area up there, like in Woodbridge, I lived there for a little while as well. There, There's areas where it's like you could get to every major highway, road, all in that one little area. That's where I am now. I love it. It takes me 30 seconds to get to Parkway North, three minutes to get to the Parkway South, four or five minutes to get to the Turnpike. Route 9 is right there. Route 1, everything is right there. There's a couple malls. You're like almost in, yes, it's central New Jersey, and you really do feel like you're in the center of everything because yes. every train station close by or, you know, 35-minute drive to the city if there's no traffic, which I do in the middle of the night. So it was a perfect location. And how many homes did you think you had that then you didn't get? So the only there was only one that I actually thought we had a really good shot at. Like, we had made offers on a couple, but, you know, you're, you never know. It's Others could come in. There was one that I thought we had a really good crack at until somebody came in with an all-cash offer. I was like, well, oh. can't beat that. Yeah. I always wondered, though, like, why, if I'm a seller, I'm selling my home, and you you get a mortgage, what does it matter to me whether you're paying cash or, or going to have a mortgage because the bank's going to give me the money anyways? I mean, I know there's something to it, or, or people maybe wouldn't. Maybe some people would want, if you get the money now, then you get the money now. Just a faster guaranteed yeah. transaction. Have it in my hands instead of yours. Yeah. Yeah, I always wondered about that. So did you have to pay over asking for this home? No. We were right under listing. Under listing? Yeah. I mean by like five like less than five thousand dollars, but right yeah. under. And and then the process where you were like, okay, we're gonna go we wanna buy a house, what was that time? What was the amount of time that that happened in? Uh probably six months about. Uh, yeah. Well, because we had we had known and been kind of casually looking for a while now it's easy you go on zillow you can you know do all that stuff but it was earlier this year when we got serious contacted a lender an agent and really kind of kick-started the process and you know thankfully it only took uh, it felt like it was forever we looked at a lot of places um but it, it didn't take i guess relatively to some other people i know who are going through it relative to them did not take as long for us as it, it can yeah and then you had to do home inspection and all that stuff. Home inspection. The one thing that, you know, 
it bothers me, the appraisal, you know, it could come in high and then the, the bank, or if it comes in low, the bank won't cover the whole loan. You have to figure out the cash. You have to agree to the number and all that. They appraise it at the exact number we offered. You don't get any, I mean, there's no value for that. Like, come on, I guessed right. Give me something. Yeah, you should get a prize for that, a lower mortgage rate. And then, um, so is this a condo, townhome, house? It's a townhome. Townhome. So you got to pay, uh, uh, what do they call the HOA, HOA fees? Yeah. Man, those are the worst. They are, but you know what? Um, like, I don't want to mow the lawn. Yeah. I don't want to deal with the shoveling snow, all of that. So they're going to handle that. That's worth a couple hundred bucks a month for me. Yeah, I have HOA fees and always have everywhere. But the thing that sucks about them is like every year they just go up. And that's annoying. Because you feel like they could just decide, like, yeah, you know what, an extra hundy a month from everybody. I would hope there are guidelines that they can't go up too much. But I've I've just resigned myself to now, like, no matter what it is, everything's going up. Anything you, anything that has, like, you know, Peter was talking about all the fast food places yeah. today and how Burger King's expensive. I went to one recently, and I hadn't been there in a while. To, but Bur- I had been to, like to the a, BK? Yeah, I had been to, like, a McDonald's more recently. And then I'm looking at the prices on the Burger King menu, and, like, this is... This is like going to a sit-down restaurant. Like, how are no wonder McDonald's and Wendy's are doing better than you guys because this is you're charging, you know, it was a absurd lot. prices for chicken nuggets. So everything, you know, if you buy, if you have a streaming service, whatever it is, that's going to go up in a couple months. So yeah, the HOA is going to go up, but uh, I, I'm not an outdoors person, so I yeah, like me that. Neither. You know, when, when it snows, I don't have to deal with clearing the pathway. Will you be joining the board, or you could be like a board member? Nah, I'm not. I'm. I feel like I'm also too young for that. Yeah, like I'm 32. Like that's that's older guy yeah, type of yeah, older yeah. man or woman situation. You gotta have a lot more time and and the desire to do that. Like if I have that kind of free time, that's not what I want to be spending it on. Yeah, that was the weird. So yeah, so when I first moved into my place that I moved into three years ago, I was like, I'm going to join the board. I'm going to get involved. Then I'm like, why am I paying a monthly fee then if I'm involved? Well, and for you, it makes perfect sense because you I, you do want to dictate what others in the yes. community can do. Oh, but I love it would to also, dictate. like, I have the unique experience of being one of really two people who get to see you interact with callers frequently. The other <laughs> yeah. one is Eddie. And I can't even imagine what it would be like, especially if these people would, they'd be constantly emailing you or calling you. Or then if you had to deal with them face-to-face, like a town hall meeting, for like a condo board yeah. led by Al Dukes, I would pay to watch that just because uh, the things you would you would lose your temper on these people so quickly, yeah, and deservedly so because I deal with the callers, I answer phones for longer at this station than anybody else because my shift doing it is longer, so I know what you deal with. Then I fill in for you, and I deal with the people who call this show as well, plus the overnight. So I'm not saying you're wrong, but. Wow, to watch. I mean, you would oh, lose man. it on the board. People asking, like, well, the rule says this, but can I do this? No, the no. rule says that. Like, the rule clearly says this one thing. And that's what always pissed me off about living in condos and then even being on the board when I was. We have rules, and yet they don't enforce them. So what's the point in having the rules? And you would be that person on the board. You would yeah. be the one that, like, listen, this person did not follow the rules. Let's crack down on them. Let's come Correct. down hard. Let's start finding them. Correct. Let's start finding I'll, them. I'll personally put that letter in their mailbox every week. I want I want the fi- what, $50, $100. Yeah. That's got to start coming in. Yeah, I don't think any of that stuff's enforceable. That's the weird thing about these condo boards. Like, I don't think there's anything you can do about it. Like, if you, if you are living in a place where they go, there's no dogs allowed, and you got a dog, there's nothing they can do about it. 
I really think that's true. That makes sense, especially because if something like squatters' rights can exist, right. somebody could just decide, I'm, I'm staying here. I live here now. Right. Then how could that not be true? Correct. Well? I know. That's the bad part. That's the one thing I don't like about it. But Well, that would drive you even crazier if you were on the board and there were rules, and it was like, yeah, well, you know, they can break them. There's nothing we can really do about it. You'd be and like, that, well, then I, I quit. That was the case. That was what I was up against. That's why I didn't want to run again. Also, mainly, I didn't want to work for free. Because I'm going to be on the condo board, then have me not have HOA fees. And that you already work for free, doing the warm-up show Monday through Friday Great on WFAN point. 5 to 6. Free, it's enough. The highest-rated show in the market. It's enough. Exactly. We have 17 share. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so uh, this is interesting to me about your phone call situation. So you're, you answer calls for how many hours a day? Five hours. Five hours a day for how many years? Uh, full-time since summer of 2017. But I also I get a nice break from answering the calls when I work for Eddie. Right, so but I've been answering the phone the since 2007. Yeah, and you, Four no matter what job you do, you're answering I'm calls. Answering like, I get a break from the overnight callers whenever I work for Eddie. I still have to deal with the callers when I fill in for you. Yeah. But on a week like this, I don't have to pick up that phone one time. So you've heard about like the 10,000 hours you become an expert. Like we're experts in phone screening. Oh, absolutely. Experts. Yeah, the the callers, man. I just uh, uh, my uh, patience with them has is thinner than paper thin anymore. I just can't handle them. Oh, mine gets like you know how everything the prices go up yeah. year by year. My patience goes down year after yes. year to the point where I also even overnight like I love the regular callers who understand the process, name calling from specific point, and that they can get to in three seconds of what they want to talk about. Yeah. Beautiful. The ones that fight with you. I mean, there are a million wrong things a caller can do, and they just, some guys, it's like they're playing bingo and going for all of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the big thing is sports resume is a big one where they tell you how long they've been a fan. One you and I joke about a lot. I watched Mickey Mantle play. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't make you an expert because you watch. Or uh, I, too, tore my Achilles. And let me tell you what Aaron Rodgers is in for as far as rehab goes. Well, you're not an elite athlete, so. I'm going to guess Aaron Rodgers is a different situation. There's a lot you. of big ones. You get stuff even like, you know, oh, well, you know, I have a point to make to the host. Yes, what is it? Oh, I'll tell him. Yeah. Why would you ever think that's how this works? <laughs> Why am I tell? Or they got, this is a big one. I don't got time to get on the air, but pass this along. Oh, no, yeah. not passing it along. And I used to say yes just to be, okay, get them off the phone. But yes. now if I'm in a bad mood, no, I'm not passing it along. I do the same thing. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'll pass that along, buddy. Other times I'm like, no. Because one time this did happen, this was an overnight with, it was either Steve or Tony, I think it was Tony. One guy called, yeah, I don't have time to get on the air, but can you pass this along? I said, sure. And then like two days later, he called again saying, hey, you know, I never heard Tony bring up that point that I told you to pass along you know, a couple days ago. And I lied, not that I didn't tell him. I said like, all right, well, he didn't decide to then bring it to the air. Yeah, I told him. But uh, you I know, should have told them, and I regret it. And that's probably why I'm so rude to the ones that do it now. Now, you've uh, worked with a lot of, uh, because you're working the overnight, you work with a lot of people who are, you know, if you get an overnight shift, those are for the, the real beginners. If you're like a weekend overnight or a part, one-time overnighter. So you've worked with a lot of people like that. Do you, do you get nervous that they're not going to be able to fill the time? Oh, yeah. Well, there are some that, struggle to fill the time and what do you do do they stare at you when they're they do stare i'll 
I will never just kind of throw myself in. If they ask for the help, I will provide it. Um, but it, if they're drowning, and uh, nobody's gotten that bad where they're completely falling apart. Really? There are some, though, who have definitely struggled and uh, thrown to too many breaks, and then I'm just scrambling to find Let's go spots to, break. to play and replay. Uh, right. We don't have one. Yeah, um, that's definitely <laughs> happened before. Uh, and then I'll talk to them, try to coach them during the breaks. Yeah. You're, still, you're producing that's. Um, but I, my thought is always, like, listen, unless a host invites me on the air, I'm not just going to jump in here. No matter how bad it gets, no matter how ugly it gets, that might also, like, I haven't even talked to Spike about that. That's from, a like, a, a, a churn-off era thing of, listen, unless the host asks you to come on their show, shut up. And I, okay, you know, hands off. Right, so if-, if you stare at me, I'll stare at you. But, you know, I've also had hosts, and this has happened with a couple people, where it's the end of a show and they'll give you the kind of like, you know, I'm done. They'll be like, that's great. It's, you know, 4.51, show ends at 5. Figure yeah. it out. You got nine more minutes. Uh, is that last hour normally the the hour that the hosts struggle the most? The last hour of whatever host show? Yeah, it's either that or, you know, for the less experienced hosts, like do, I've worked with people doing their first show. It could sometimes be the first hour, but pretty much all of them. Once they kind of get in that groove, the light goes on, they get comfortable, they go up from there. Like the struggles come early, maybe they're a little nervous, and they get it, the nerves are natural, they'll get better as the show goes on. Yeah. What was it like for you for doing years and years of producing and running the board and watching people struggle, and then you get the call to do it? What were you... What? did you think you would be prepared for that you weren't like, did you, were you able to pace yourself or did it seem like when you first started doing it, that first hour of you doing it and you're sitting here by yourself, you had to be like, wow, this is like, you look at that clock. It goes slow sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. But not on that first night. I got lucky on the first night. One I'd been, you know, aiming to do it for a long time, so I was excited. It yeah. was also, it was a night in August where the Mets had a game. They were in free fall that year. Luis Rojas made a dumb decision. They lose a game. They're, it's just, they're in total free fall. So I came in hot. I'm a Mets fan. I'm ticked off. There are plenty of callers because Mets fans are also ticked off. And there was just a, a lot to get into that it made the time fly. It was only a three-hour show as opposed to, you know, starting off with four or five hours. Yeah, three hours is a yeah, good sweet spot. Right. Uh, so it was actually, it was easier that first show. And then I also, you know, I had the benefit of, at that point, I'd been the full-time overnight producer for four years. I had worked here for almost a decade. There were a lot of callers who, you know, like you have too, you've de- developed a relationship with them. There's a rapport, there's a back and forth. So they're calling, excited to talk to you because, you know, you know, I know what fans there or teams they're a fan of. They know who I root for. So a lot of that, that definitely helped fill the first show and maybe an advantage I had that not all of the other yeah. first-time hosts had, but because of my, my job of always working in that time slot no matter what. But, yeah, I'm trying to think if there was something. Like, was there something harder that was harder than you thought having sat across well, from it one, all those one years? One thing I'll tell you, and it's just – Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 
it was funny because I prepared so much going into that first show. And because it was this night, you know, Mets fall apart. It's a disaster. I forced some Yankee stuff because it's still baseball season. We're going to talk about the Yankees. And I looked at it afterwards like, oh, I had all this stuff to get to. Football season's in a way. I mean, we didn't get to any of this. Really? Like, this is, yeah. Just because, you know, there, I almost feel like an obligation. Like, hey, it's overnight. There's four or five callers on the board. I got to get to these people. Like, they're giving me their time. You know, even if it's only 30 seconds, then you talk after and move on. But I don't, I don't like letting anybody hang on hold for too long in the overnight. Yeah, it's also it's a it's a different situation than you know I always am yelling about the callers, but you know I'm I'm producing a show that has two guests, I mean two hosts. I can jump in, Eddie can jump in. There's a full segment every hour with Jerry in there. It if I'm was working an overnight shift, I am sure I would be much kinder to the callers. Oh yeah, well I <laughs> I have to approach it that way. Like next week when I fill in for you, I have to almost adjust my mindset going in on Tuesday morning. Like, all right, you know, you have to be a lot stricter with the calls. You have, you know, a lot more selective. And yeah. then when I go back to the overnight the week after, it's like, okay, a lot of what you wouldn't have let on last week. Like this is not getting on with Boomer and Geo. Yeah, no chance. All of a sudden, it flies. Yeah, it is very tough to do a solo show. I don't know how people do it. I'll say this. I like doing the solo shows. I'm also, I'm a sports nut. Like, I just, I still live it, breathe it. But I've also done shows with a partner here. And the shows with a partner, I mean, you almost feel, if it's a busy day and a lot going on, I I also did them when we had, it was the format for this show, Working Holidays, Boomer and Geo. So we had CeeLo both of those days. Oh, tremendous. I mean, you almost, plus also just then the difference in the commercials. You're going from, hey, you have, you know, two, three-minute breaks an hour to, three five-minute breaks, plus one of those segments is CeeLo and he's playing sound, giving you something to react to. You're almost yeah. like Boomer and Geo in that Jerry segment are kind of following his lead where he goes with the script and the order of the topics, whereas the other two you're planning on your own. I mean, it almost felt comparatively like you're not working. Right. Yeah, I always would think that it, with uh, Boomer and Geo, with Boomer and Carton prior to that, this idea I always thought like, why introduce a new any type of topic when Jerry's in there? I would sit back and like just be reaction time. Like let me let me react to just to Jerry's sound, and then those other times. All right, let me save that because I have to fill twelve minutes yeah. after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you that's pre- you know what that might have been the hardest thing, kind of balancing when to bring up which topic, when to go back, you know, when to stick with the same one, when to change topics. You know, it's easier, and obviously as producers, we offer those suggestions to the host. Uh, and we think we're right. We think we're, we're great at this. And but then when you're sitting in that chair, it's a little different. Of huh, like the the approach, and you know, is that how I would have viewed that if I were yesterday? I was producing this show, making that suggestion. Do I view it the same way now? The answer is not always yes. The other weird thing too with the the way the segments lay out for the morning show, I always thought it was kind of a little weird. It would almost be like sometimes I think it'd almost be better to have to do the update segment in the last segment of the hour. Because if you think about it from a host perspective, you come out at 6 a.m., boom, 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 you're you're banging the big topic of the day, talking that full <clears throat> talking that full segment. Then you go to a break, it's almost more natural, come back, take some calls on it. Instead, we come back, do Jerry, then another break, and then it's almost like, oh, this did we lose some of that momentum? Right. From it happens definitely from a host perspective. Yeah. And we know this too, because there will be times where whether it's Boomer or Geo or Jerry when he fills in and hosts, you hit that big topic, whatever the big story. That, and sometimes it's a huge story. People want to react. 
And maybe in the open, if it's huge, they'll squeeze a call right. or two in in the open. But then it's a break for the Jerry segment. There's very rarely calls there, and the, we'll see the phone lines blinking at you know six oh eight as they're in the biggest topic of the day. And then when they're in, we're in that break before the third segment after Jerry, the phones aren't ringing as much, and you almost the hosts have to reestablish. Hey, yes. we're taking calls this segment. Whereas if you were taking calls in the six twenty two segment, whatever it was. They'd already be there waiting. Yeah. They could get right to them. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll make that adjustment sometime. Although the ratings are good. I don't, why would I, you, you don't yeah, want to screw that up. Right. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Now, if there were like another show on the fan where to bring in an anchor and do it that way, then maybe you would suggest yeah. third segment. But you're right. Sometimes, sometimes it is weird. And I'm sure there are not even just that you don't, you do want to hear Jerry interact with them on that topic. But in the update, they're going to spend a couple minutes on that. And then they're going to get to everything else where if it's a huge, you know, breaking story that day. I remember when I was working for you last year, the morning when it came out in the middle of the night that the Mets had agreed to a deal with Carlos Correa. So Boomer and Gio start the show. It's all Correa. Then there's an update, mostly Correa. Then they get to a lot of other stuff that really in the moment then nobody really cares about. And then they go back to Correa. And it's so much so that we did every segment that show was about Correa and then the Mets, maybe you know the Yankees and how do they respond as a New York team kind of way. We bumped. We had a guest on to talk Thursday night football. That was a Wednesday. The Jets were on Thursday night football. The next night, bumped oh, that. Oh, the bald guy. Andrew Whitworth. Andrew yeah. Whitworth, right. It was, or it might have been the next week, but either way, bumped that whole segment. It was Correa, Correa, Correa. Yeah. Except for those few minutes of the update where, well, Jerry can't come in and talk about one topic. He has to give you everything. Yeah. You know, here's, here's sound from a Knicks or Nets game last night. Right. Uh, the other weird thing now that we find is, as far as callers being on topic or off topic, the Odyssey app and how it allows you to rewind. So if you get up at 7 o'clock, you might start your day at 6 o'clock. And then they're calling based on a topic from an hour ago. And you're like, and they're like oh, I'm, watching, I'm, I'm on the app. I can almost live with that because they don't realize that, oh, I'm listening to something that's old. What's worse is we get it all the time, no matter what time of day you work, and someone called with this for you yesterday, how are they not talking about this? <laughs> all right, well, it's 845. They spent the first two hours on that. Now they're talking about something else. Oh, well, I just turned my radio on yeah. now. Okay, sorry that in the one-minute sample size you picked out of a four-hour show, they're not talking about your topic of choice. Yeah, that that is the... Uh... The weird part about radio, right? And it's everyone just, who calls with that is rude about it. Yes. Right. They're like, what? I can't believe. Oh, I just turned it on. Sorry. I, uh, I didn't realize. I'm like, all oh, right. Yeah, so those callers come in hot. Oh, yeah. They're furious because they're like, I can't believe. Because you want the thing to be being talked about, the thing you want to right. be well, talked about. And in about. New York, you always have, you know, not even just the multiple sports, multiple teams. It could be after a Sunday, it could be Jets-Giants. They talk about the Giants to start the show. Then they go to the Jets. A Giant fan will call in. How are they not talking about the Giants? It was a much bigger game. Yeah, that's why it was the Open. Now we're later on the show. Now it's turn for the Jets. Yeah, I think about that a lot, too. Like, if you're doing sports radio in Philly or Boston, everyone's a Phillies fan, right? Everyone's an Eagles fan. So, yeah, I think about sometimes, like, do a Giants fan probably doesn't, if you're a hardcore Giants fan, you probably don't care about the Zach Wilson situation. Or if you did early, I mean, you're so sick and tired. I mean, Jet fans are sick and tired of yeah. hearing about it. Giants fans have to be saying uh, they, it was enough for them two months ago. The good part is, is you have double the teams to come up with quality. 
discussions. And you have two chances for, not that it works a lot here, but you have two chances for a team to be good yes. and worth talking about. Yes, but all yeah, the things. I always think it must be easy where, you know, when you're doing a show on the fan, unless you're talking about basketball and the Knicks, when you talk about a team, you're talking about a team that at least 35 to 40% of the audience, that's not who they root for. You do a show in Philly or Boston, everybody wants the same thing all the time, no matter what. They may have different ideas of how to get there. There's still ways to argue. But everybody in Philly wants the Eagles to win and only cares about the Eagles. Yes. here It's a it's a completely different dynamic that, from a, like almost the way you talk about sports talk radio in general, not just a national is one way, local is another way. Well, local in those markets is one way, and then New York is its completely own separate thing. Yeah. The, whatever applies everywhere else does not apply here. It doesn't. Yeah, I, I do think about that a lot. So in, in cities like Philadelphia and Boston that are huge sports cities that care about baseball and football, because there's a lot of cities that just care about football, the the ratings are even larger than WFAN are in New York because I think it's because at all times they're talking about your team. And here in New York, we're oh, hundred percent. Listen, as a Mets fan, if the Yankees win the World Series, I'm not turning on the station the next day. I don't care. Like, right, there's no way. Much, yeah, yeah. That's why it's also important that you care about and like the hosts, right? Because right. then, like, I used to think think about that with uh, Jim Rome. Like, I, I used to really love Jim Rome um, because he was, you know, he just he was very edgy guy and. And I didn't care about basketball or hockey, and he used to do a lot of both of them. But the way he he did them, I still liked listening. He would talk about the Lakers a lot, and it was just funny the way his delivery and his the things he would say. But that's the other key thing too. You have to be, you know, you have to. It can't just be the topic that you like, but it also has to be the uh, host that you like too. Again, it's something that host here and I was again I thought about it as a producer then I started thinking about it more when I started hosting you have to be more aware of than almost anywhere else because there are days where you're doing a show in June or July okay this is split almost down the middle whether or not it makes sense to do a Yankee open or a med open yeah and you got to pick one you got to pick one and it's and it's a lot of and, times and the other fan base is going to be ticked off especially you know, if you're me and you pick Mets or if you're a Yankee fan and you pick the Yankees because they're just going to say, oh, well, he just decided to talk about his own team. Yeah, I remember like in the Rex Ryan era, the Giants were good, but they were boring. Like they were good, but they won games they were supposed to win. They lost some games they probably were expected to lose. And the Jets were in the headlines every day for ridiculous things. Right, and I mean, after Plaques going 08, that was before Rex got there. Nobody on the Giants ever said anything controversial yeah. or stupid. All right, people would say, "Call, but you're, you're not talking about the Giants." I go, "Okay, what do you want to say?" Well, it's a good win. Yeah, and it's like kind of misery loves company here. We, if you're winning games, you're supposed to win. Eh, not right. that exciting. Not, not a lot there. Not a lot to milk out of that. Not a lot to talk about. Right? You lose if you, games. If you can't think of a good way uh, to talk about it as a caller. You know, yes, the hosts are all really talented. It might also mean that there's not a lot to squeeze out of it if you're a host. Right. Yeah, and you also got to take into account maybe people, especially as a game, a Sunday night game or a Monday night game, maybe they didn't see the full game, right? So you've got to go about it where it's interesting to talk about uh, for the and for the listener to hear, even if they didn't see every part of the game. You right. know, Without getting into a full 
recap of, well, here's what happened in the play-by-play. Let me detail it for you. Yeah. Because that's too boring as well. And right. it's there's a lot of things that, you know, we even think about as producers because we work in this business. There is so much. People think that because they like and know sports that they understand sports talk radio. Right. And you know this probably even better than I do. It The two have almost nothing to do with each right. other. Yeah. You're, 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 you're better off being an entertaining host who doesn't know much about sports than knowing everything about sports and being not all that great on the air. Absolutely. Yeah. And just because you could, there are fans out there who know a ton of sports, it doesn't mean that the way you want to apply that, especially in a place like New York with the different team dynamic, that you know how to bring that to sports talk radio. Exactly. Well, I think we just nailed it right there. That was fun. Right, it's weird the, being uh, in this chair, but it is, right? Fun. You've been in all the chairs now. Uh, let's do the warm-up program. I did that with Peter Schwartz, and I believe Jerry will be back tomorrow. Godspeed, Jerry. As long as you don't have uh, the flu or COVID or something you're going to infect us with. So, you want to do a see ya? Hey, you handle it. I, right. I do it when I fill in for you oh, when you I'm do. with Jerry, okay, and not uh, not very well, but you're here. I'm not, not going to step on your toes. Eddie loves doing the see when it's Eddie. Really? Yeah. Has he gotten better at it over yeah, the Yeah, he's years? very good at okay. it. He, he'll do, a, I'll do a see you, he'll do a see you. And then it's tough. Mine, mine are not great. Jerry says, eh, he, he oh. rips him and he's right to. What do you think, not guttural enough? So. Yeah, I just, maybe there's like not that. enough buildup. All right, fair enough. So. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.